When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports. With your host, John Suchan. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. It is a Tuesday evening, September 19th, 2023. We are here tonight to talk a lot about what has happened to the Cleveland Browns and especially a one Nick Chubb. Very sad, uh, very deflating moment in this Cleveland Browns season. And to be quite honest in Cleveland Browns history, I wanted to come on tonight and talk a little bit about what has happened, my thoughts and feelings on the whole matter. And uh, I've been doing some writing for some of the different periodicals I write for uh, earlier today, but I wanted to express myself in this podcast and um this is a real, it's been a real struggle. Um, talk to a lot of Browns fans. You've probably talked to lots of Browns fans over the last 24 hours. And what happened last night in that game was a real tragedy. And um, I'm not sure if this Browns team this year or ones that come after it will be able to really uh, do much more or even survive. Uh, This franchise has been through a lot and it has been tormented. Uh, Many of us who listen to this show or follow uh, Brown's football for generations understand and can relate to some of these uh, curses, these tragedies that have happened throughout Cleveland sports history. And I believe that this has happened again. Um, 
there are a lot of different ways to look at this and what happened specifically if you want to go through the play and dive into that and how it transpired. I'm certainly not here to put blame on various individuals uh, on the opponent's side of the ball. Um, but in the end, uh, it's just a simply just a sad state of affairs. The Browns lost the game, but that was almost second nature to um, the bigger story here, which is that Nick Chubb has been is gone for the year. And really, it could be career ending. And I think many of us are talking about that today. Now, obviously, Nick Chubb is a still a young 27-year-old, but he, he will be 28 in December. He tore his knee up back in 2015 when he was playing for the Georgia Bulldogs. His knee was destroyed then. It was his left knee. It was reconstructed. That was part of the risk that the Browns took when they drafted Nick Chubb back in 2018. That's why he wasn't um, a number one draft pick. He did go high in the draft, and the Browns were excited to get him, as many Browns fans were, but a lot of us did not know who and what Nick Chubb was all about. And since 2018, I think we've all learned over the last five or now in the, his sixth season what exactly Nick Chubb means and has meant to this organization. He is the heart and soul of the Browns. I've heard that. I've seen that. And I've been saying that for years. We've all been able to rely on Nick Chubb, even when the chips were down and the Browns were hard to watch and disgusting to watch because they have a, an offense that can't produce points or in other years they've had defenses that get run over constantly. We always had Nick Chubb. And that's really, to be honest, over the last six seasons for myself, being a Browns fan and being tied to this team uh, and all this revolving door of coaches and players, high-profile players, the one constant was Nick Chubb. And he is no longer going to be there. You know, it's this is not when, with due respect, I mean, all things can, uh, aside, you know, he was injured. That's that's what it was. But it was a serious moment uh, for for this organization, and for and for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was climbing the ladder of greatest running backs in Cleveland Browns history. I was looking at some statistics earlier today, and I've written about this numerous times that he would have run past Mike Pruitt and Leroy Kelly this season and would have only been standing at number two behind the great Jim Brown. That no longer will happen. He is standing at 6,511 yards. Mike Pruitt stands at 6,540 yards. If you do the math, that's right. He was 29 yards, 30 yards from surpassing 
Mike Pruitt, and he probably would have done it last night. He only carried the ball, what, six times? No, maybe, no, 10 times for 64 yards, practically in the first quarter and a half. That's it, before the horrific injury. He would have burst by those guys this season, but that no longer will happen. And the reason I'm concerned, not only is this the end of, I hope it's not the end of Nick Chubb's career, but is it the end of the career here in Cleveland? Probably. You have to look down the road a little bit. He has a contract. It's through next season. But now with this serious injury and him coming off of this catastrophic thing, it's going to be hard. The Browns are going to be hard pressed to bring him back. And maybe they do out of um, courtesy, but he's a running back. He will be 29 years old. Um, he's tw- He'll be 28 here in, at Christmas. He'll be 29 next year. We don't know any of the of of the the future uh, and exactly how this surgery will pan out and what the longevity or or the the time that it will take for him to recover. But it's a lot, and the kid has already had one reconstructive surgery on this knee, and it just does not look promising. It's just such a tragedy to consider that Nick Chubb is is that heart and soul, is the backbone of the Cleveland Browns. And what we have all looked and, and looked forward to as fans over the last six years is gone in a blink of the eye. It's gone. And the, what makes it even 10 times worse is that it did happen against the hated and dreaded evil Pittsburgh Steeler. They've part of the reason for this rivalry has been because these two teams hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. They should, because, you know, we hate their football organized teams. We, we, we don't like each other. And it was very aggressive play last night by both sides. We've seen many players over the years from both these teams uh, have serious injuries in the past. You know, I go back and I think about the blatantly um, awful hit that Colt McCoy took. I can't remember the the figure from Pittsburgh. He was uh, was it was it Harrison uh, for Pittsburgh? What a dirty player and a dirty hit he he made on Colt McCoy there. But as far as Nick Chubb is concerned, it's just a, it's just such an abrupt and sudden stoppage of Nick Chubb's career and his time with the Cleveland Browns. And I don't know if this organization this year will recover. I don't think they'll recover. I think the season is um, on, on the brink. And I know a lot of even my colleagues have talked about not to overreact. There's been a lot of that chatter today about how we're reacting. Should we overreaction uh, Monday or overreaction Tuesday? But Nick Chubb was different. We all know that. 
And I think that's why it's hitting so many of us hard. Um, so we'll see. I wish Nick Chubb all the very best. I mean, if you look over to my ceiling over here with the Browns, we have the Browns uh, loft here that I have all the Cleveland paraphernalia up here, posters and um, murals. I have a one Nick Chubb right over there. And he will be there for the eternity as long as I'm alive. Um, was the greatest running back that I've seen in person. And, you know, some people talk about having the opportunity to watch Jim Brown run at, in his peak and when he was playing back back in the day. Folks, Nick, Nick Chubb was that back for us, especially those of us in, in, our, in, in, my, in our age bracket. And I will certainly miss watching Nick Chubb run the ball for the Cleveland Browns. It's going to take a long while to digest this and, and really recover emotionally from what, what, what we saw. It was a horrific, horrific tackle. Um, and just something that's just, just a tragedy. And uh, so we wish Nick Chubb well. And uh, hang in there, and, and I hope he gets better. It would, it would be a great moment if he did come back and play one day. But it's going to be an enormous challenge for him. You know, the thing about Nick Chubb, too, it's just it's striking. You know, you see these videos that are posted, and he's such a consistent, team-oriented player. He doesn't say much. Players respect him for that. He just goes out there, does his damn job, and gets the job done. There have been so many moments in his career that he has done so much for this team. And last night in that game, you could see it early, couldn't you? When you watch Nick Chubb run and make those uh, carries early on in that game, he was running with determination. He was exhausted. He was pushing forward. He was taking on two, three, four guys tackling him how he always does, but that's what makes him so damn special. So we will move on and uh, talk about some even more dreary news. So the idea that, you know, okay, Nick Chubb's done. It took most of us the entire game to recover from that horrific thing. The back of our minds, all of us Browns fans are going, okay, well, we still have Deshaun Watson. That's what you keep thinking to yourself. Okay, we still got Deshaun Watson. But we're all th reliving thinking, okay, we got the Deshaun Watson. When's that Deshaun Watson from back in the day when he was playing for Houston? He was throwing rockets and he was running all over the field and blah, 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 blah. When's that guy going to show up for the Browns? Newsflash. We're never going to see it. If you've... You know, and these folks that keep continue to say, well, we're going to give him another couple games because he had six games. You know, he, he had time. He was rusty. He was rusty. He was rusty. <laughs> then he had the, all the offseason, all summer, all the practices, all the preseason. Now he's got two games in. That's eight games. Eight games. Folks, that's a plenty. 
The man does not even need eight games to shake off the rust. You're all making excuses for a guy. I'm sorry. You know this. If you if you're not in tune with what's going on here, is he's not getting any better. Now there's a couple huge issues here. That's the big issue. Well, that's one of them. Is Deshaun Watson is not going to be getting any better anytime soon. The other huge thing here in this equation is Coach Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie, and his offense. Now, I'm not panicking right now. I'm just laying it out there for you guys, and you you can lay it out for yourself and look at this however you want. But Deshaun Watson, eight games, four wins, four losses. His completion rating sucks. He's at 57%. He's averaging 180 yards a game. He's thrown nine touchdowns, thrown seven interceptions, and keeps fumbling the damn ball because he's not protecting the ball. The guy's supposed to be a veteran. And he's making boneheaded mistakes. And I know you're going to want to blame the offensive line and Jadrick Wills. Yes, he sucks too. And I don't know why the hell he has a job in Cleveland. But beyond that, Deshaun Watson had time last night. He had time in the pocket. They had many moments. He just did not deliver. He did not make accurate passes. He panicked. He moved around. He's doing these things that you can't do. And he's a veteran. Yes, he got flushed out of the pocket. Yes, he was under duress. But not every damn play. I go went back and I watched the film. I watched in current time, too. He had plenty of time. How many times did you say, dang, come on, man, throw the ball accurately? He had passes. He had opportunities. How many times was the ball thrown behind players? Multiple times. How many times did you see not only Harrison Bryant screw up and have the ball bump up? He should have caught the damn ball. I understand that. But the pass sucked. And they the two of them were not on the same page. Page, You got... Amari Cooper, how many times did Amari Cooper have to reach back for something, or even Elijah Moore? Now, everybody's all over the moon about Elijah Moore and trying to get him more touches. That's kind of going back to this other issue with Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie. Deshaun Watson, he's not the guy. You know that, right? You know that. He's not the guy. The problem is now we got him for $230 million. Yeah, I'm bringing that up because it's a lot of money. And I was going to give him a pass last week because, okay, the weather was really crappy. I was there. Maybe you were there too. It's eight games, folks, now. Eight games. And how many times have you been asked from uh, fans and friends of yours who aren't Browns fans, and they keep asking you about Deshaun Watson? What do you think about Deshaun Watson? Do you, what, do, what do you think? Do you think he's going to get better? What, what do you think about last season? Was it just, you know, him being rusty? Ugh, right? The dude is like mentally, he's like, I don't know what it is. What is it in Cleveland that 
what's driving these quarterbacks crazy? Is there something like in the air up there in Berea that's, you know, causing these quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson before him, Baker Mayfield, where they just like something gets zapped out of them and they lose all the confidence in the world. And then they just start flinging the ball over the place. Baker Mayfield's down in Tampa Bay. No one wants to talk, talk about that. Former Browns fans, but he's doing a hell of a job. It's nice that you have Mike Evans down there now, but he's, he's doing some good things down there. Hmm. We're not going to be Baker Mayfield back. I know we know that. <laughs> so we're stuck with the $230 million man. Mm-hmm. We're stuck. And as a Browns fan, you got to be sick to your stomach today. You've lost the heart and soul of your football team in Nick Chubb. And you're all everything that you are rooting for, for the Browns is relying on a quarterback who's just playing horribly right now. And to be honest, I said it already. It's not going to get much better. They're going to not going to, they're going to play against some teams that are subpar against them, but there's no way in hell. They should have lost that game to Pittsburgh last night. Sean Watson gave up two touchdowns to the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he doesn't make those boneheaded mistakes last night, the Browns likely win that game. Pittsburgh is awful. Their offense sucks. Kenny Pickens or Pickett's is terrible. He got lucky throwing that ball to Pickens across the middle, and the Browns screwed up on defense that one time. Outside of that, the Browns defense did a hell of a job. They continually forced Pittsburgh in the three and outs. I think Pittsburgh, I heard my colleague Steve Gill say that they had minus seven yards of offense in the fourth quarter. The Browns dominated that entire game. They ran The Browns ran 81 or 83 offensive plays. Pittsburgh ran like 50. The Browns had the ball for 22 or 23 minutes. Pittsburgh had the ball for um, not even that, like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 16 minutes. They got gift wrapped their touchdown at the beginning and gift wrapped their touchdown at the end for the Steelers. They were gift wrapped, just gift wrapped. You had Deshaun Watson had every opportunity to step up. And I realized the magnitude of the situation and what the, the tragedy that had preceded what went on last night with, with Nick Chubb. Obviously, that's had an effect. It had an effect on us and them. But you've got if you're a professional athlete and gosh dang it, you're making all that money, you gotta produce. And if I'm the Browns organization right now, you got to look at what the hell's going on here. You have now two consecutive seasons of sub 500 football. You got a little lucky in that year of 2020 and you went 11 and five and surprised the world in getting and winning a playoff game and actually beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs. That seems like decades ago now. Steady Eddie. I don't know. He's in year four. I'm still rooting for the guy. I still hope that he figure this out. But there's just something, and I've been talking about this for a long time on this show and on this network. 
Let's take a break. We'll talk about Kevin Stefanski here in just a minute. Uh, this is the Fanatical Elves Network. Uh, I'm your host, John Suchin, tonight, and we're part of the uh, – uh, this is my Johnny Cleveland podcast. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about Kevin Stefanski after the break. Okay, we are back. Thank you for joining us here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We are part of Fans First Sports Network and the Fanatical Elves, and we just gave away a wonderful uh, gift the other night, and uh, we had a tat we gave away um, to uh, one of our new followers here on the network. And, uh, again, we're giving away stuff every week. Our, our network is growing because of you guys. Just make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Apple, on Spotify. We love the, we love your support. And part of the what makes Cleveland Browns and the fan base so special is that we are a, a specially united front. You don't see this in other fan bases. You don't see this in other fan bases. You don't. And you all know that. And that's why you tune in and you listen and because you can relate. You can relate to what we're talking about. It takes a great deal of courage <laughs> to be a Browns fan. And what I've learned over the last, what, 40, 45 years since I started following this team, despite the tragedies, I mean, that's part of what brings us back, really are the tragedies. And <laughs> we, we can kind of gather around those tragedies and support each other and bring people's spirits up because we do suffer so much. So let's talk a little bit more about Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie. What's the disconnect? What is it? <coughs> Excuse me. There seems to be something that's disconnected between Steady Eddie and Deshaun. And here's the issue with me. <coughs> Excuse me. That he had the same issue with his previous quarterback. Oh, that's right, Baker Mayfield. When are people going to start start paying attention to the idea that, okay, fine, Baker wasn't the guy. Okay, well, now it's the fancy. He's going to really, you know, really connect with Deshaun. It's, he's more the kind of quarterback that Kevin Stefanski can really use in his, in, in his offense. Newsflash, it's not working. Right? Is it working? You tell me. Um... And how many times in press conferences do you hear, like, again, Steady Eddie today said, you know, oh, man, Deshaun, he really probably would have liked to have a few of those passes back. And what else did Kevin say? Oh, he also said, oh, yeah, I really like to have a few of those play calls back. How many damn times in the world have you heard Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie, say that in press conferences all day long? It's a lame excuse, and we're getting tired of hearing it. And he's not going to be around Cleveland much longer with that inconsistent offense that he can't get a quarterback to figure out and play. It's his fault as much as it is the quarterback's fault. And he he did say that in his press conference today that he should be taking the heat and not the quarterback uh, as much. Okay, great. I like that about Kevin. 
but he repeats himself and he says the same damn things and we're getting annoyed because we're Browns fans and we pay attention to what the, these guys have said in the past. And now it's year four. Things aren't working. That game last night should have been won by the Cleveland Browns. Let's start in the first half. When Grant Delpit cut in front of a, a crappy pass by Kenny Pickett, who shouldn't be playing in the NFL. And where do the Browns get the ball? Oh, that's right. They get the ball down at like, the, what, the 15 or 20-yard line. Oh, but let's not try to score a touchdown. No, let's just settle for the damn field goal. <sighs> right? You can't beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh with field goals. So, later in the game, it's just, you know, he's he can't be out there throwing the ball. I get that. It's Deshaun out there. Miss, you know, overthrowing guys and just being completely. I mean, what the hell was that pass by Deshaun, by the way? That was down the Marquise Goodwin down toward the end zone. They like they were like 30 yards off from each other. There's some sort of disconnect. And it's Kevin's fault. It's Steady Eddie's fault. He doesn't have on the offensive side of the ball, it just seems like the guys on the offensive side of the ball are just discombobulated. They don't look as energized or excited to be out there. I know you got somebody like Amari Cooper who's generally quiet and more reserved. But still. But still. I mean, losing sucks. I get that. But they better wash it out and get rid of their, their, their losses quick. They got a Tennessee team coming in on Sunday to Cleveland, a Tennessee team that just beat the Los Angeles chargers in dramatic fashion. Yes. The Tennessee Titans had lost many games a season ago, but they don't care about that. Their coach, they're going to, they're going to play to win. And they've, they've the last time I, I recall, they came to Cleveland. They beat the Browns in the season opener, like two or three seasons ago. While it's a very winnable game and the Browns' defense will need to come to play, the reason they need to come to play is because our damn offense and Kevin Stefanski, old Steady Eddie, can't figure out how to use his $230 million quarterback. It just seems like Deshaun Watson is just going through these motions. There doesn't seem to be this connect in the huddles or whatnot. You see him dishing out plays and screaming out, numbers and blah 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 but do you really see these other guys engaging with Deshaun like the wide receivers or you know the running backs or any of these guys these tight ends they're not like in tune with one another that disconnect is falls back on the coach and if that doesn't get corrected and I don't see it getting corrected anytime soon that's why I believe that this is going to be a, a it's 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 just a, a huge problem for the remaining part of the season. And look, if this team starts, you know, if they lose to Tennessee, then they got they got Baltimore coming into town. You're sitting at one and three going into that bye, and you got San Francisco on the horizon. Stefanski might get that game to come off the bye, but if they if they get they lay an egg against San Francisco. Maybe they give them one more week. But let's say they go one in five. Is that enough for you, Browns organization? 
one and five. You're going to move on to an, another guy. Oh, that's right. You got Jim Schwartz at least there. I know people don't want to go on to other coaches, and I just don't either. But they got to get that fixed. Stefanski needs to figure this out quick, like tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> Speaking of, just just throw this out at you. You know, you listen to these national idiotic pundits like Stephen A. Smith. What a moron. I'm just throwing this guy out because if anybody caught his show this morning with Shannon Sharp, they're talking about the Browns at some great length. You can go look it up on YouTube or Google it. They're talking about the Browns. They're talking about Deshaun Watson. Well, I agree with some of their assessment. The the idiots, they don't pay attention at all. Stephen A. Smith, go back and watch this. It's hilarious if you're a Browns fan because – Okay, maybe you don't pay attention to the, the season uh, schedule as we do. But Stephen A. Smith is talking about how the Browns are going to have to go play the Raiders, and then the Browns are going to go have to play some or Houston, and then they're going to go play Baltimore before they get their bye. He was looking at what schedule? Oh, not the Browns. He was talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers' damn schedule. He was so mixed up. He This guy's been getting paid millions of dollars on national TV to talk about something that he doesn't know anything about and he's what an embarrassment <laughs> you're an idiot you're talking about the brown schedule and you're bringing up the Steelers schedule you're a moron you don't have the decency or the or the professionalism to look at that and understand what you're actually talking about he they're talking about the browns being three and two before they go into their bye oh i'm sorry the browns bye week is week five not week six and they play san francisco after that bye oh uh, sorry all right I digress. Let's hope that things can get turned around quickly. I'm not very optimistic, as you can tell tonight. Obviously, it hurts when you have a, a symbolic player to the organization go down with a horrific injury that might have ended his career. You add in the mixture of a terrible offensive performance again by a guy that you're paying $230 million and you got a coach that continues to say, oh, man, I really wish I had a few of those plays called back. Yeah, we all wish that. Get it corrected. You're all getting paid big bucks to bring a winner to Cleveland and you're screwing it up again. So with that, good night. Have a great evening. We will be bringing you more content the rest of this week. We've got What the Elf Was That? I can't wait to hear what Joel Cade has to say about all of this mess. Joel just brings it every week with What the Elf Was That? And looking forward to that. Steve Gill just produced a great show this afternoon on Dog Pound South, a Cleveland Browns podcast. Really great, great insight. And uh, he's not pressing the panic button like Johnny Cleveland here. Um, you got Elliot, who's going to be bringing it with the Brownie X and Joel. I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a plethora of things to uh, talk about. I know um, Elliot was talking a little bit off, off air about some of the things that he saw with Deshaun Watson. So I'll be anxious to hear what he has to say. And then we've got Rod Bloom and the Browns Blitz coming up later this week. Wow. Rod, Rod's really been sentimental and talking a lot about what I've been talking about with Nick Chubb. And it really does hit many of us. And maybe it's our, our, our age group, but, you know, having seen so many other teams and other running backs come through Cleveland, the loss of this of Nick Chubb is just ginormous. 
So with that, we appreciate you following along. Again, follow us. Hit that Apple, uh, that uh, subscribe button on Apple, Spotify. Um, follow us on the X on the on on um, Twitter. We are the Elves Network. Elves Network at Elves E L F Z E L F Z Network. Okay, we're part of Fans First Sports Network. Love to have you follow along. We've gained, I think, I count last time I counted almost two hundred new followers over the last couple of weeks, which is awesome. So thank you very much. Thanks again. Tune in next time. Uh, and remember, I always end this show by reminding everybody too, that's right, what are we going to do? We're going to keep smiling. Take care, everybody. Take care. Awesome.